Welcome to the live stream in the trenches with Dave Lappin, brought to you by First Star Logistics, coming to you from our studios as always. Dave Burke and I are here with you, and we hope you both, uh, both of us hope you enjoyed a very Merry Christmas with family and friends and an outstanding new year coming your way as well. Just to uh, take care of some business here before we get into your questions, and I'm looking forward to catching up with you guys as uh, I'm sure you've got a lot to say, <laughs> a lot of things on your minds. First of all, First Star Logistics is hiring. Anybody out there that looks, that's looking for an unbelievable opportunity an account executive, they pay the highest commissions in the industry. And boy, they take care of their employees. I mean, the, the benefits are extraordinary. It's like a big family at First Star Logistics. Uh, it would be the best move you've ever made if, in fact, you're out there looking. An account executive position with First Star Logistics would be top shelf. Also, we wanted to let you know that there's a, a giveaway going on with First Star Logistics to, to get on board there. Uh, go to First Star Logistics on X, a.k.a. Twitter, giving away a vending machine, a Bengals-themed vending machine. It's kind, it's very, very cool. Keep those beverages, adult beverages, nice and cold as you're watching the Cincinnati Bengals down the stretch and hopefully through the playoffs here. And also, uh, we're going to be giving a jersey away here during this live stream. So you got yourself a an authentic Bengals game jersey as such. Number 62 was a number that I... Proudly wore for the, the Cincinnati Bengals and autographed. Make it out to whoever our winner is. Autographed jersey. Uh, maybe a, an additional Christmas present on the late side of things. So uh, to register. All you got to do is type in during the live stream only. During the live stream only. Only, yeah. Hashtag, hashtag. who day. Right. Hashtag who day. Hashtag who day to get that signed number 62 jersey. All right. So, I guess we'll get started, Dave, huh? Might as well get tee it up, get right after it. Yeah, since have- Cincinnati Bengals, just to just to kind of set the scene, obviously, doesn't really need to be set all that much. Put themselves, no margin for error, Dave. It didn't handle things, it didn't handle business against the Pittsburgh Steelers. This is basically do or die. Uh, you, you, you go into Kansas City and don't win this football game, you're putting yourself behind the eight ball. It's It's amazing. Right now, the logistics people say, even with an eight and seven record, if the Bengals beat Kansas City and Kansas City and beat Cleveland, 92% chance to make the playoffs, which is mind boggling to me. And as we know, three quarters of the NFL is still alive mathematically. That's exactly what they want. Um, it, 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 it's incredible in that area. 24 of the 32 teams still have a mathematical chance. So getting closer and closer to the commissioner's dream, 16 teams, nine and eight, 16 teams, eight and nine. <laughs> That's where we're at, Dave. It, it, it's, oh man, just every weekend, you, you, especially here towards the end, watching these games and you sit there and you go, like you said, the NFL is getting exactly what they want. Yeah. Cause every fan base is still watching these games. Yeah. And it's it's as we know, it's all about TV. It is. And and honestly, it is a fact. It used to be like, you know, the, the axiom always applied because there was always an upset. You know, maybe a couple would occur during the NFL season. But now it's on a weekly basis. There's a team that was more than a one score underdog and they end up winning a football game that uh people thought ah there's no chance. Right now the Cincinnati Bengals are like about a seven point underdog. They're 
They're a touchdown underdog to the Kansas City Chiefs in Kansas City. Well, I will guarantee you that uh, the, 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 the Kansas City Chiefs, Andy Reid and company, are not sitting there thinking they're going to be fat and sassy here with a, uh, we're, we're favored by seven points. Yeah, we just have to show up and throw our football out, roll our football out in the field and throw our pads on and go beat the Cincinnati Bengals. Hey, the Bengals are three and one uh, in the last four games against uh, against the Kansas City Chiefs. The, the Cincinnati Bengals have won seven of the last nine games against the Kansas City Chiefs. They're eight and 10 in Kansas City, uh, 11 and uh, 18 and 15 overall, and they're one and one in the postseason. But we know it's turned into a pretty significant rivalry, and I think there's a healthy dose of respect there by both football teams. And, and as, as you know, I mean, Kansas City here recently – they're human. I mean, they, they they lose a game to start the season by a point to Detroit, who's proven to be a damn good football team. Then they win six in a row, and it's like, oh, here go the Chiefs. Now, all of a sudden, uh, the last eight games, they're three and five. The last six games, they're two and four. And uh, they've lost some football games that, uh, you know, head scratch a little bit. Las Vegas scored two defensive touchdowns on turnovers, on takeaways, and Kansas City loses that game 20 to 14. I mean, uh, it's... It is a it's a it's a crazy crazy dynamic, and, and they're three and two in the division. They have dominated their division. Um, they've lost the last three home games. Now I hate to say that because that's exactly what happened in Pittsburgh. Go to Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh have lost their last three home games. Here, Kansas City now lost their last three home games, and it's like, man, you want to be the team that uh, Kansas City like Pittsburgh did. Pittsburgh got their ship righted. You don't want to be the team that Kansas City gets their ship righted against, you know, maybe, maybe wait a week and, uh, you know, and, and, and have it be uh, when they go to LA to play the Chargers. This is the last home game for the Kansas City Chiefs, just like in Pittsburgh. It was the last home game for the Pittsburgh Steelers. So they wanted to put on a show for their home crowd. The Kansas City Chiefs are going to want to put on a show for their home crowd. And I'm telling you, that home crowd booed them off the field against Las Vegas, that crowd base is as spoiled as I've ever seen. And rightfully, I mean, Kansas City's won eight division titles in a row. Patrick Mahomes has never played a playoff game on the road. I mean, they have dominated. And the Kansas City Chiefs fan base is spoiled rotten. And right now, losing three straight home games, man, they can, they'll can turn quickly. They'll turn on the Chiefs pretty quickly. And what could be a problem, crowd noise, that the Bengals have to deal with, Get off to a quick start and have some success early on. Score first, build a lead. Could flip that thing and and uh, and see if that crowd can boo the Kansas City Chiefs off the field at halftime and off the field at the end of the game. Travis Kelsey looks like a human. He does, Dave. Mahomes doesn't look like Superman anymore. Absolutely. How about Kelsey? One touchdown reception in eight games. Eight games. One touchdown and. I was looking at uh, looking at stats, and, and Kelsey obviously he's still you know ninety catches, nine hundred sixty eight yards. He's looking at uh, with with uh, thirty two more yards. I think it'd be his tenth straight thousand yard receiving season, something crazy like that. He he has been phenomenal. But this year on third down, he's got fifteen third down catches. Is all fiftieth in the NFL, twelfth at the tight end position. Eleven tight ends have more third down catches than Kelsey does. And what they're doing is. Everybody's doubling them. Everybody's chucking them. Everybody's not letting them uh, free off the line of scrimmage because they don't have the receivers. You know, nobody's afraid of their receiver core like they had been when they had Tyree and all these other receivers. 
So now Kelsey's he's the one that's getting all the attention, and uh, teams are pretty much saying, "All right, we know you. This this football team has two future Hall of Famers, Patrick Mahomes, Travis Kelsey. We got to take that dynamic duo out of the mix." And watching tape on them, it is unbelievable. Kelsey, former quarterback, as you know better than anybody, David. You see when he first went there, he understands coverages and everything. And those guys are on the same page. They have that ESP, ESP, and Kelsey will freelance routes. I mean, as soon as he's off the line of scrimmage, he's reading coverages and he's looking. And, and Mahomes knows that he's reading coverages just like Mahomes is. And he'll, you know, he'll he'll sit and pivot away from a zone. He'll continue to run when it's man. I mean, he has everything down. And those two guys, it's almost impossible to do it uh, with one defender because they're so sharp and so much on the same page. So doubling Kelsey is going to be a big deal. And then Mahomes, this guy, he's running around like crazy. He's running around for his life. The stats are deceiving here. They've only given up 25 quarterback sacks, second fewest in the NFL, and they're second in sack per pass attempt. But Mahomes is running for his life. He's got 387 yards rushing, and it's not a design quarterback run game like these other guys. You know, it's not like – Lamar Jackson, Justin Fields, Jalen Hurts, Allen. I mean, it's, it's this is all scramble stuff. So, you know, put a little spy on him, double team Kelsey, and take your chance to see what goes. I want to make sure we people know today, a little bit different than what we normally do. We're on X. Usually we stay just on the YouTube channel. Our, our back-end studio now actually includes X, okay. where we actually get comments from X in our feed here that we're, we see in the, right. in the studio. Cool. So, and I want to stress the hashtag is hashtag who day, all one, no spaces, hashtag who day, all one, no spaces lap. Let, let's get to a question. Hashtag here. looks like that. Almost that asterisk yeah. looking thing. You know, it's yeah. like people are, you know, what, what, what is hashtag? Yeah. So David Perry had a question. He goes, I know a lot of key injuries I've hurt the Bengals' defense, but it's been tough to watch at times. Still love my Bengals. Who day? David Perry, make sure do a hashtag who day as well so you're you're in the drawing for the, the Dave Lapham jersey at the end of the, the live stream. And, and David, there's no question you're right. I mean, uh, injuries have been a huge factor, and uh, none so more than DJ Reader when you lose your best run defender and maybe one of the best run defenders in the national football league, if not the best, that's, that's going to hurt you. Uh, but they've lost guys on the back end. They're playing with a lot of young players, man, and they're getting better, but they don't have any time on task. I mean, it's learning on the job and, you know, poor football geometry by Dax Hill. He slipped a little bit, but also had a, be- a, a very bad angle on the, on the uh, 86 yard touchdown pass last week that, you know, that was so costly to uh, set the Bengals back against the Pittsburgh Steelers. I mean, 86-yard touchdown pass, a 66-yard touchdown pass, a 44-yard touch, uh, completion, almost 200 yards, 196 yards on three catches? Come on, man. I mean, that's not explosives. That's detonations. I mean, that's like, that's like the atomic bomb. It's not just a little explosion. Um, so they're going to have to, you know, they're learning on the back end uh, and uh, – it's it's going to be very interesting. I, I think the Kansas City Chiefs, the interior of their offensive line is still playing at a high level, although they, they do have an injury injury problem with Trey Smith. He's got an ankle issue, 
and he went limited uh, on practice yesterday. I'm sure he'll go, but maybe he'll be limping and gimping a little bit. But the tackles, man, they got to take advantage. Donovan Smith has got a neck problem. He didn't practice on Wednesday. Wayne Morris, the, uh, the rookie, has been playing at that left tackle position. He's had his issues. Taylor's had his issues at right tackle. The H boys, Hendrickson and Hubbard. Henderson, 16 sacks and counting. I mean, the best way to take the pressure off of the back end is to get quick pressure on Patrick Mahomes. Stay in your rush lanes. Be very disciplined in your rush lanes, that mush rush kind of factor. You know, have a spy in case Patrick starts running around like crazy. It's it basically Lamar Jackson stuff that the Bengals did with the Baltimore Ravens, you know, and Lou's done it for years, game planning against uh, Lamar Jackson, the Baltimore Ravens. And I don't think that the Kansas City Chiefs have as many weapons as uh, Baltimore. You know, in, in the beginning stages, though, Lamar Jackson didn't have a bunch of wide receivers. What did he have, though? He had Andrews at tight end and his ability to run around and move. That's exactly what Mahomes is doing. He's got a tight end and his ability to run around and move. So double the tight end, spy Mahomes, stay in your rush lanes, do exactly what you've done against the Baltimore Ravens and the Kansas City Chiefs over the years, and then mix it up. Give Patrick Mahomes one look pre-snap, another look post-snap. Don't, you know, make it cookie cutter for him. Don't make it easy. Play with his head a little bit. See what happens. Um, this this offense has been struggling, but there's still a lot of talent, a lot of talent there. But their receivers have let them down. Their receivers have more drops than any receiver core in the National Football League. And Mahomes has got to be frustrated about that. So it'll it, you watch though. I mean, they'll, they'll they'll have a game on Sunday afternoon against the Bengals. Will they be making acrobatic catches and like, oh my gosh, that's the best catch he's had all year? At some point, you think they're going to snap out of it. Hopefully, they don't snap out of it until the Chargers game in the division. Will you be looking for Taylor Swift? I'm, that's that's one of my keys. I'm hoping she's on the press elevator. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I asked. We had on our radio show yesterday, we had the uh, color analyst for the for the Kansas City Chiefs on with us. And uh, for a segment, I said, hey, is there any chance, any chance that Taylor Swift would be on that press elevator? Have you seen her on the press elevator? He burst out laughed, you know, and he's like, no, she's she's very visible, though. You know, you'll 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 see her. Yeah. On, on TV, just like everybody else, I guess. So she started off being the good luck charm, yeah. Travis Kelsey, and now they're saying she's the she's she's a not good luck charm. Now she's the devil. <laughs> she's she's uh, taking too much energy away from Travis Kelsey. <laughs> Poor Travis. Uh, All right, we have to always we always include Yash. Yash is one of our favorites, the best. Out, uh, over in London, he says it's heavy rain in London today. Kind of rainy here, but cold uh, in the Cincinnati area today. He goes, I don't feel good about Sunday, but we could win if we run the ball and star, stop Karloftis and Chris Jones. Bingo, Yash. <laughs> You're my man. I mean, there's no doubt the Bengals have to anchor the Kansas City Chiefs defensive front. When you, when you look at the last three football games, all the offensive line has had to deal with is T.J. Watt, now Chris Jones, and to finish it off, Miles Garrett three of the best defensive linemen in the National Football League. They'll all be all pro. They'll all be playing in the Pro Bowl, and that's what you're going to be dealing with down the stretch. Chris Jones moves around. They, Spags does an unbelievable job of lining him up here, there, and everywhere, trying to get him in one-on-ones. But what you have to do is run the football, 
double team him, um, basically block down on him and pin him, trap him, hit him from all different directions, get him looking around. Where's it coming from? Maybe it'll hinder his ability to just pin his ears back and, and, and rush the quarterback. The worst thing that can happen is just like in Pittsburgh, fell behind 24 nothing at the half. In the years back, I mean, they're playing the run on the way by as their pass rush, and they're not worried about the run. And I think inside zone, outside zone, little cutback action, make that backside safety have to make a tackle on the in the running game. If they can get that going, if they can get their running game going between the tackles with the inside zone, then the outside zone, and then and then maybe some gap stuff. Just a and Frank Pollock is uh, does does a really good job of, of having all these. Uh, different schematics in his run game. I think that is, Yash, I think I think you're onto something there. I think the the first thing that they, they have to do is try to control the line of scrimmage against this Kansas City Chief defense. This defense for the Chiefs, I mean, Karloftis, like you said, he's he's leading this uh, the team in sacks. He's got nine. Chris Jones has eight and a half. Uh Dana has six and a half. And then they've got another one with five and a half. They have four defensive lineman with five and a half sacks or more. So it's not like Trey Hendrickson's got 16. And then the number two guys is Sam with five. They've got multiple guys that are, they're spreading the wealth a little bit there in terms of uh, pass rush. They're solid all across the board, defensive line linebacker in the secondary. Usually it's like, boy, this team's got a pretty good D line and they got a couple of players in the secondary. They don't really have, much of the linebacker position or other. You don't find many defenses that are this solid across the board in all three position groups. Defensive line, they've got a pair of linebackers that have been around a long time. Uh, Willie Gay and Nick Bolton with Spags, they know his defense inside out. They feel very comfortable with it. He has got a big volume of stuff that he does, all different kinds of looks. This is, this is going to be a, a big challenge. And on the back end, McDuffie and Sneed, I think I think Sneed's elite. I think Chris Jones is elite. I think McDuffie's a hell of a player. They've got good guys in coverage. They've got pass rushers. I mean, it, this is a damn good defensive football team. Uh, in my mind, their offensive strength right now is the running back position. I think they've got a pretty good core of running backs. Pacheco can fly. McKinnon is great in the passing game. Clyde Edwards-Hilaire is, a, is an all-round back. I mean, I think that might be their strongest position group rather than the wide receiver position. I'm talking about on uh, next to Kelsey. Kelsey and Mahomes, like I said, those those are two Hall of Fame players. But um, it's going to be it's going to be a challenge. And I think the best way to make sure that you have a chance against that defensive football team is be balanced. Pittsburgh got up 24 nothing, and obviously that made the Bengals one dimensional. The Bengals are going to have to get an early lead. The Bengals are going to have to be the one that stays balanced offensively. I think that is a big, big factor, like you do, Yash, in this football game. And Lap, I got. I mean, I'm sitting here looking at the Chiefs' injury report from yesterday. Yeah, Sneed did not practice with a calf. Yep, he was calf down. injuries. We know what we, we know about calf injuries. Right, it could be anything. It could. Uh, Pacheco shoulder concussion, which he had to play. Where I, I was watching the game, his helmet came off. He got kneed in the head. Yep. Yep. Um, did not practice. Um, Tony, the receiver, didn't practice. Yeah, hip injury, yep. Donovan Smith, neck. Yep. Um, Trey Smith was a limited practice with an ankle knee. Watson, the receiver, was sick yesterday. He was he was out ill. 
So they, they, they've got the Bengals. Uh, the only guy that did not practice the Bengals yesterday was Jamar. And Jamar did individual drills, but he didn't do team stuff. So he didn't go full practice. Uh, so I mean, he didn't do he didn't even do individual drills. He was just doing things on the side, trying to work through that uh, AC joint problem that he's got. But like we're talking about, they've already been beaten up. They don't have Joe Burrow. They they don't have DJ Reader. They, they don't have you know very very important players, obviously. And that's the nature of the beast in the National Football League. You know, there's going to be attrition. You just hope that the injuries aren't to key players, which the Bengals have unfortunately suffered. Um, but you have to be resilient and bounce back. And that's going to be a big key, I think, for the Bengals as a football team as a whole. And then for Jake Browning, you know, this is his first real uh, piece of adversity. This here, Here's here's a number I, I was digging up uh, as I was looking around for, uh, for preparation for the game. Drives ending without a kick. Drives that end without a punt, an extra point, or a field goal. Those are turnovers or fourth down. Cincinnati, you got 15 giveaways tied for, or 15 giveaways are fifth fewest in the NFL. They have nine fourth down failures. That's 24 possessions that have ended without a kick. That's like a little over a possession and a half a game they've given away. Pittsburgh, they had, then they had five of them. Five of the 24 were last week against Pittsburgh. Over 20% of them were against Pittsburgh in one game. Three turnovers, two fourth downs, where they didn't have these, none of these drives ended in a kick. Pittsburgh, every single drive ended in a kick. They had no turnovers, no problems on fourth down, and that's why they spanked the Cincinnati Bengals. The Bengals were their own worst enemy. Now, I'm not saying Pittsburgh didn't play well, but the Cincinnati Bengals had one of their more poor games in terms of taking care of the football and finishing drives. Every drive has to end with a kick. Kansas City Chiefs, they have 26 giveaways. They're minus 10 in the turnover ratio. The Bengals are plus 8, which is tied for fourth. Kansas City's minus 10, tied for worst in the NFL. There's two teams, Arizona and Kansas City, that are double-digit minus. That's it. There's only two of them. And the Chiefs are one of those teams. They have 26 giveaways, uh, 27th in the NFL. They have 10 fourth-down failures. That is 36 possessions that have ended without a kick. That's 12 more than the Bengals. That's almost two and a half possessions a game that they've given away. And then foreshadowing to Cleveland. This one's crazy. Cleveland's minus seven right now in the turnover department. That's tied for 26th. They have 32 giveaways, most in the NFL. 20 interceptions, most in the NFL. They have 13 fourth down failures. Stefanski, aggressive. He's gone for 30 times. He's made 17, and they've missed on 13. That's 45 possessions that have stopped, ended without a kick. That's three a game, three a game. And look, they're still in position to, if they win this football game um, tonight, they clinch a wild card berth in the playoffs. If they had played cleaner football, shoot, I mean, Cleveland could be 13-2 and two right now if they took care of the ball a little bit better. But it's, it's, uh, it's, it's amazing. The Bengals need to take care of the football, particularly on the road against a team like the Kansas City Chiefs, who have had their own turnover problems. Mahomes has thrown 14 interceptions. It's the most he's ever thrown in his career. He's going to put something up there for you to catch. Don't drop it. Anything that he puts up there that should be a turnover, don't let him off the hook. Execute. 
finish those plays, make him pay. This season, especially here in the last few weeks, the most frustrated I've ever seen Patrick Mahomes. I'm going back when he was at Texas Tech. Yeah. I mean, this is – we're seeing the kinks on the armor and how he responds to it is going to be interesting to see how, especially against the Bengals, because what he's doing on the sidelines, I, I've seen some comments. People are praising him for his leadership. They think that's great leadership. Others going, nah, that's not the way other guys – I saw Brady came out and said, hey, I have no problem with what Patrick Mahomes is doing. But you're seeing the, the, the kinks in the armor, uh, adversity, and as you know in this game, you have your – this is really his first adversity. Yeah. Of his career, eight straight division titles. So he hasn't had a he hasn't had a road playoff game yet. I mean, you're right. Can you imagine them in Buffalo? Oh man, you know, I I just I just look at it. The thing I I reserve judgment until I know what was said. In other words, it's like just because he's barking doesn't mean he's chewing him out. He may be saying he may be trying to pump him up, you know. Um, but usually when you get that look on your face and you're that, you know, it's like man, come on, man, out of your neck, yeah. Come on, man. This isn't good enough. You know, this is, this is, this is, we got to do better than that. And, and, you know, I mean, that's, that's part of his personality. The thing that was telling to me too, though, how about Travis Kelsey throwing his helmet and then Andy Reid going over and, and Andy Reid, they're like bumping each other. They're like pushing at each other. It's like, you know, Hey, now they, these guys are, they're ready to go nose to nose here. And, and that's, you know, that's something too, that it shows everybody cares in my opinion, you know, it's like, you can say, Oh man, you're losing your poise. And that's true too. You can make a case, you know, if you're a lawyer, you can make a case for any, any way you want to. Um, bottom line is see how they, how they react, see how they recover, respond. If they show resiliency, how they react and how they play. I think that uh, like Lou Aaron was talking earlier this week, we, we had him in a presser and he said in his mind, Andy Reid's going to come out and be unbelievably aggressive. They're going to throw a million balls to Kelsey. You know, I mean, Kelsey's going to try. It's they're going to try to set a single game record for receptions for for Kelsey at the tight end position. And I I can also see too Andy Reid, a former lineman at Brigham Young. And uh, first, I met Andy Reid when he was a graduate assistant at Missouri, and he was working for Bob Stahl. And Bob Stahl said, "This guy is in here twenty hours a day. This guy loves football. He's all about football." So as that former offensive lineman mentality, I can see him saying, all right, look, let's cut back on the cutesy stuff. These gadget gimmick things that you guys love, he, he lets his team come up with plays, like goal line and short yardage things. All right, how about if we just get back on track? All right, sit down as a, as a coaching staff. What do we do best? Here's the plays we do best. Let's run this group of plays, multiple formations, get in a rhythm, because that's the thing. They have not hit a rhythm yet. If they hit a rhythm, here they go again, and they haven't hit it yet. So how do you get back into a rhythm? I think you do less. I'm not saying you uh, decrease the uh, the aggressiveness, but you do. And it, it I, Paul Brown made that impression on me. I've told this story before. First couple of years of my career, he's our head coach, and we had a couple of bad games in a row, and we won one of them, eked it out, and lost another one, and he felt we shouldn't have lost, and obviously he was right. He goes, look. Here's our offense for this week. Four runs right here, three passes right here. We're like, because now we're going to do it a lot of different ways, a lot of different formations, motions, window dressing. But until you guys can get these seven plays right against every defense that we're going to face, that's all we're doing. And once you get those right, we're going to add some more. And it was brilliant. So 
my whole mentality from that experience on is when you're struggling, shrink it down. Give yourself, you know, less to have to worry about, think about. It's like these are things we know we can do. Now we're the puncher and they have to counterpunch us. We're not trying to counterpunch everything that they're punching at us, you know, and um, just, you know, the game, sometimes you can overthink the game. Don't, don't overthink the game of football. I encourage everyone. If you've not seen the in the trenches with Eric Thomas uh -huh. this week, we yep. put out two parts. Cause it was, you guys, you guys went for close to 40 minutes between the, you know, the whole thing. We yep. cut it into two spots. One all about the Steelers game. Yeah. He was pretty brutally honest in his opinion of what, he saw yeah for sure and you and i both know he watches the games with former teammates former teammates and he's a coach i mean he's, he's a high school yeah. football coach and, and dick lebeau who i admire tremendously said eric thomas was as intelligent and defensive player as you'd ever coached so i mean he, he knows what he's looking at yeah and then part two a little bit longer than part one more about what's going on as far as the chiefs and what's coming up the cleveland browns you guys talk a lot about Joe Flacco right. uh, and so forth. So I encourage you, if you've not watched that episode, those two episodes, go do that. Also, I want to mention, as Dave mentioned at the very beginning of the live stream, First Star Logistics giveaway each week the Bengals played this season. And you and I have had a chance to see some of these prizes. We saw the jukebox. We saw the yeah. Bengals thing, NFL Blitz arcade game. Yep. Um, this week, as Dave said, a Bengals theme vending machine. And Dave, I can't say exactly, but I hear the one for the Browns game <laughs> is bigger than all the rest. Is that right? That's gonna what fit, I'm hearing. That's what fit. I'm hearing. That doesn't surprise me. You know, we 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 all know what Kevin Kevin's all about. He's going to finish with a flourish, man. <laughs> so. One thing that uh, that First Star Logistics does is everything right. <laughs> Believe me. <laughs> yeah. It, it's, and, and you and I both know we have a little secret. We can't say yet because there's going to be, we talk about our first star logistics studio, right? Um, new studio coming. How about it? How so, about it? That'll be fun. It'll be, well, I'm, I'm excited about it. It'll be a lot of fun. So I've been, I've been able to go and visit it like, during this whole process, state of the art, isn't it, Dave? It's gonna be state of the art. We're, we're, <laughs> we're, we're gonna have uh, we're gonna have some fun in that studio, Dave. There you go. Um, so we're gonna to uh, again hashtag who day all one word to be in the drawing for the Dave Lapham signed jersey. We will do that when this live stream uh ends. Uh, make sure you get in on that. And uh, Cliff, one of our, our favorites, told Dolores, who is another one of our favorites, uh, to make sure you make it hashtag who day all one word. And uh, Dolores basically was talking about Mike Hilton. Is Mike Hilton a quiet storm or what? Hope he has a game. KC seems to be self-destruction. Not sure why, I'm sure, is what she was trying to say there. Yeah, I mean, I, I agree with you, Dolores. I mean, I know Andy Reid is probably pulling what hair he has left out of his head. Uh, Patrick Mahomes, 14 interceptions, very, very uncharacteristic. I mean, like we talked about, 26 giveaways. Wow. Minus 10 in the turnover department. Minus 10 uh, with, with a football team that is as is, is proficient as the Kansas City Chiefs. It's uh, Sometimes it's just when, when the snowball starts rolling down the hill, you can't stop the momentum. You can't stop it, whether it's positive or negative momentum. But if you can get it stopped and turn it, that's what I'm, I'm – I'm, I don't want to be the team that Kansas City finds their rhythm against. Because 
Patrick Mahomes is still incredibly gifted. <laughs> and Travis Kelsey is still the best tight end in the National Football League. But, you know, you look at it, we're talking eight games here. They went on a six-game winning streak. And for the next eight games, they're three and five. Um, they're four and four at home. They're a better road team. They're five and two on the road, four and four at home. And Arrowhead is always, oh my, that's one play. You don't want to go to Arrowhead. You don't have want to have to go to Arrowhead and, and take on the Kansas City Chiefs. So they've lost their last three at Arrowhead and have a 500 record right now. Hmm. It's uh and then to lose a game to Las Vegas like they did, they had four quarterback sacks. They got sacked four times, the Raiders did. And they they basically went 0 for 10, throwing the football in the second, third, and fourth quarter and win the game. It was ugly. Against the Kansas City Chiefs. Win the game. I mean, 0 for 10 in three quarters of play in your passing game. Zero yards. How defense scores two touchdowns. I mean, Patrick Mahomes and the offensive football team, you, you, you give up two defensive scores. I don't care who you are. I don't care what football team it is. Not going to win that game. And the, the Las Vegas Raiders proved it. Dave Lennox had a question for you lab. What position groups are you going to watch closer to finish off the season to see where we need to improve? Well, one thing I'm going to keep monitoring is how these young uh, secondary members keep advancing, and they are getting better. And, and they're, they're gonna, you're going to get better just due to experience. Like we talked about before, you can't drill a hole in their head and pour experience in there. You know, it's like they need time on task. You have to experience failure in order to learn how to be successful in the National Football League. It's part of the process. And, you know, guys guys get cooked and uh Wuzier gave up a couple of uh big plays and he basically stood up like a man like he always does and Cheeto said put this loss on my shoulders well he doesn't need to do that it wasn't just all Cheeto but that's the kind of guy he is and I think improvement in the secondary in terms of giving up explosives has to be a factor that has to that has to stop you can't give up 86-yard touchdown pass, a touchdown a town pass of over 60, 66, whatever it was, and then 44-yard completion. You can't you can't give up plays uh, that are changing field position by half a football field or one play scores. I mean, you just can't do that. So I'm looking at that. I'm looking at improved play in the secondary big time. Um, and, you know, now that uh, DJ Reader is, is done for the year, who's going to step up? and their role is going to be expanded, who's going to step up and make plays? You know, who's 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 going to fill that bill? Tufele, is he going to be a guy that's going to get more of a rotation? He probably is. Uh, Josh Tupo, uh, it's th these guys, these guys need to step up and, 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 and show what they're, what they're all about. Will we get Jamar Chase back before the end of the season? If not, Yosivash showed some things last week's game. I think he's getting better and better very quickly. And the more reps he gets, I think he's going to be a better and better weapon uh, for Jake Browning to, to uh, take advantage of. And, you know, tell you again, like we, like we talked about earlier, 
as far as offensive line play, more consistency in that running game and keep that offense balanced. I think that that would help Jake Browning in a big, big way. You know, don't put it all in his shoulders. Um, you know, it's, it's, if you're, if you're, you're one dimensional in, in this league and they know that you have to be one dimensional, that's all they have to attack. It's brutally tough, brutally tough. Kind of opinion, Dave. Jonah Williams. Let's talk a little bit about Jonah Williams as Clouza seven. Uh, Phil Streaky had some good games, bad games. Playing right tackle in the AFC North is not easy. Playing right tackle in the NFL is not easy. Um, no doubt. But you, like you say, when we were talking about, you got who are the top two sackers in the National Football League? TJ Watt, and then we'll. Trey Hendrickson there and Miles Garrett. Miles Garrett's got 13. Trey's got 16. TJ Watt has 17. They're all in the AFC North. Fortunately, the Bengals have one of them, but you know, Jonah's going against uh the others um, uh, you know, twice a year, every year. So it is, it is a test. I think I think the division as a whole, I think the AFC North as a whole, in the Bengals season this year is kind of proof in the pudding. The Bengals are 0-5 in the AFC North, which is mind-boggling to me. Eight and two against everybody else. They swept the NFC West. The NFC West has the 49ers. You know, people are, well, 49ers, they're going to be Super Bowl champs. They got the Rams, who are going to be a playoff team. You know, I mean, they've got good football teams in the NFC West. The Bengals swept that division. They're 0 and 5 in their own. They're eight and two against others. The division is. Uh, is incredibly difficult. And I, 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 I think the Bengals have been up and down, and they seem to have been up against maybe better teams. Maybe they're playing to the level of competition a little bit. I don't know. I'd have to, I'd have to study it maybe a little bit more. But uh, they've been up and down, obviously, definitely. And, uh, you know, t- players, when players are up and down, sometimes it's due to who they're playing. <laughs> you know, it's uh, when you have a down week, it's, it's, it's you're playing against high-caliber guy. Jonah Williams prepares every single week the same way. I mean, jo- Jonah Williams is a is a pro's pro from a preparation standpoint, and he cares about the game of football. Um, and you know, I mean, they they put a lot on his plate. When you watch him against these great pass rushers, a lot of times he's one on one, and they will change it up some, and they'll they'll go max protections. They'll have a tight end in there or a running back and. But a lot of times, Jonah is going one-on-one against these real good rushers, and you know, you, everybody's going to have win some, lose some in those situations. I mean, they get paid; they get paid a ton. <laughs> they get paid a lot. Jonah's on a contract year, you know, option year, so um, there's going to have to be some decisions to be made there. But I do know one thing: this guy takes the game of football seriously and um, studies it. Uh, is committed to it. I have nothing but respect for how he approaches the game from a mental and preparation standpoint and physical standpoint every week. Yash has a question for you. Um, he wants your thoughts on the Ravens, what their weakness is. You, you've had a chance to see him twice. What's the weakness of the Baltimore Ravens? Because everyone right now, after what they did with the 49ers, have got them penciled into the Super Bowl. <laughs> I'll tell you, I, uh, I don't see a lot of weaknesses, you know, the injury to Mark Andrews, but they've got other tight ends that have stepped up. Um, I'm trying to think of the kid's name. Uh, tight end. That's so you got likely likely is the one that, that I that has really, really, I thought 
taken advantage of a big opportunity. And uh, honestly, Lamar Jackson, in my mind, is MVP. Because Lamar Jackson, he can do what Patrick Mahomes is doing, run around like Fran Tarkin and create and extend. But he also can run design quarterback run plays that can crush you. <laughs> he is he's a weapon that is, I think, the most difficult to defend. If I'm a defensive coach, he's the guy that I think is the toughest to defend at the quarterback position in the National Football League. And it's, that's the most important position in the NFL. So in my mind, I think the guy is, uh, is, is MVP. Um, but yeah, defensively, they're – their coordinator is is brilliant. McDonald knows exactly what he's doing. Um, he it, it's it's a lot like what, what's going on here in Kansas City. Spags has had guys around. Steve Spagnuolo has had guys around for a long time. Everybody has been with him in his system for seems like three or four years. And when you have that, and they feel comfortable, and they know what they're doing, um, that that's a dynamic. That's <laughs> you got players that fit the system and fit the scheme. They believe in it. They trust it. You got something cooking. And that's what's going on in Baltimore as well with McDonald coordinating it and the players that they have, and they've been around together for a while. And the ones that haven't um, are great players and they've adapted quickly. It's, it's a, it's a really, really good football team. You have to, you have to play a mistake-free football game to beat the Baltimore Ravens. You can't have mental errors. You can't have physical errors. You can't have turnovers. You know, um, you have to be on point in every single way there is to be on point because usually they're not going to give you the football game with mistakes. And you have to, you have very little margin for error. You have to execute and be on point at a very high level, just like the Bengals have to approach this game and the final game of the, of the season as well against Cleveland. And uh, I don't think that'll be any, any uh, difficulty there, but what about Cleveland? What if Cleveland going into the last game of the season, they're locked in at the fifth seed. If they win or lose to the Cincinnati Bengals, it makes no difference to them. They're a fifth seed football team. Do you think they rest Flacco? Make sure he doesn't get hurt. Do you think they rest miles Garrett? Make sure he doesn't get hurt. I think there's a hell of a chance. So if the Bengals can beat the chiefs, and 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 uh, Cleveland wins tonight and gets that fifth seed, and other games dictate as it unfolds the rest of the weekend that they're the fifth seed no matter what. They can't improve or worsen their their seed. They're locked in at five. The Bengals beat the Chiefs. Cleveland comes to Cincinnati next week. Remember when the Bengals rested everybody when they had no reason to play Joe Burrow and company, and the Cleveland Browns beat them. Might happen uh, here in Cincinnati. Might be the Cleveland Browns saying, you know, and I, I hope that's the case because if somebody lets the Bengals in, maybe they do catch fire. It would not shock me if two AFC North teams are in the Super Bowl in the AFC. Wouldn't shock me. It's the best division. Wouldn't shock me whatsoever. We'll see. One player getting back is mentioned also in the comments. Cam Taylor Britt uh, is back. Um, they they did have him listed as an ankle injury on the injury report, but he yep. practiced. Um, but that's good to see him back. Um, Mr. Whisper had a question, Dave. Yes. Top two positions you feel the Bengals will look at first in the draft. 
I know we're talking yeah. several months ahead here, but I mean, it's, it's been a topic people are talking about. Well, I mean, as far as the draft is concerned, you're going to go with the best player available because honestly, you're looking to improve your football team. And if you've got, uh, say, let's, let's pick two areas, offensive line or defensive back, say, for example, and you've got nobody really right now, if the Bengals, I think the I was last time I looked, the Bengals had the 18th pick in the draft as of today, where they're standing today with the 10th seed in the, in the playoffs for um, the AFC. So in the middle of the draft, it's like you know, the two guys that I, you know, really, really wanted to have. Who's the best offensive lineman? Who's the best defensive back? But then for whatever reason, this edge guy slid to number 18. I'm, I'm going to improve my pass rush. You know, I mean, <laughs> so in, in my mind, I mean, you can definitely have needs and you got to address needs at some point during the course of the draft. But I don't know if you're talking about with the first pick of the draft or just in general. I mean, I, I think that <laughs> the Bengals are like a lot of football teams. I think they've got good personnel. But you can always improve every position group. You can improve it. And uh, I think the young guys, the experience they're getting this year in the secondary, it's going to be so different. Every defensive back I talk to, because I remember what it was like for me, from my first year to the second year, it was like, like it was like a whole new, whole new vision. <laughs> and you saw the game so differently after having gone through a year of it, speed of the game, adjustments, all those sort of things. These young defensive backs are getting all these snaps this year. It's going to stand them in good stead next year and in years down the road. Um, so it's going to be it's going to be interesting. I mean, the, the Bengals have invested a lot of resources in the last couple of years in the secondary. And, and right now they're, they're paying their dues as such, but uh, you know, you can never have enough good cover people. You can never have enough good pass rushers on the defensive side of the football. Offensively, you can never have enough good linemen on <laughs> particularly edge guys. Cause that's uh that's where the rubber meets the road. This league is about pressuring the quarterback, protecting the quarterback. So it just falls into place from there. All right. Reminder here, final few minutes here before we uh, get off the live stream here with Lap, uh, to get involved and have a chance to win the signed Dave Lapham jersey. Put in hashtag who day, all one word. And uh, that drawing will be coming up here just in a few minutes. Lap, again, we can't say enough about First Star Logistics, what they do for us. As Lap said earlier in, in the live stream, <clears throat> they're hiring. Yeah. We get to come in here every week, and, and, and I come in here a couple times a week usually. And I mean, it's all everyone here seems to love being here. And, you know, it's it just the the holiday excitement. They do a lot of things for their employees, but it's not just during the holidays. No. Because you've, you've, you've called the Summer Olympics. They do a little contest within here. With the, they call their Summer Olympics, which right, is right. always fun to be around. And, and, you know, if you're a former athlete, you know how you – kind of thrived on the competitive spirit of athletics. That's what the, the, this organization and the business that they, uh, that they have here is it's very competitive. And if you're a competitive person and, and you have pride in your performance, 
this is for you. You're going to get commissioned very, very highly. And there's an esprit de corps here. You know, everybody helps each other and they do, they do amazing things here. Their, their, their growth has been outstanding. They take care of the people that have helped them during that growth period. It's a, it's a, it's a great place to be. And, uh, benefits are as good as it gets. Think about it. Think about it for sure. I mean, it's gotta be, put it on your list of options to consider. And we talked about the draft. We had the question about the draft and, you know, this past spring during the second day of the draft, we had the first star logistics, first annual draft party, yeah. which was a huge success. We streamed it live on multiple channels, both here on in the trenches and also on the first star media group channel on YouTube. We encourage you to go there as well. We're going to do another one. And uh, so we're, we're already planning the ne- second draft party put on by first star logistics. So and, and uh, Logan Wilson was a, was a great big, guest. big so part of the, the who knows who will party. have this yeah. year. Maybe Logan comes back. Yeah. Maybe we have some more. Um, I, maybe we go offense and defense. Who knows? Yeah. Who knows? But uh, again, if you want a chance for the Lapham Jersey hashtag who day, we'll be giving that away here shortly. Also a final reminder, take part each week. The Bengals played this season. We've get first star logistics, given away some great prizes, and um, a vending machine. What 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 else could you ask for to be able to have ice cold soda or adult beverage in a vending machine, ready to go, just for a push of the button uh, at in your game room, your man cave, your she shed, whatever you want to call right. it. Um, when your buddies come over or you're throwing a party, or whatever. There's not going to be very many other people that have that first star yeah. theme vending machine to kind of distribute cold ones out of, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So we thought the, you'll be the talk. Was, was, yeah, that's right. <laughs> that's right. Kegerator is good too. Yeah. All right. Let's go. Uh, Joe here says, uh, let's really try to establish the run, open up the play action. Let's run when they think we are passing and vice versa. Yeah, I agree. I mean, I, I think that uh, uh, Joe, it's, it's the, the a quarterback's best friend is the run game. Unless you're a guy like Joe Burrow who wants to run that controlled passing game every single snap. I mean, there are exceptions to to every rule, but I I will guarantee you that Jake Browning would have no problem, no qualms about, look, Jake, we're going to try to really get our running game established here, and then we'll incorporate play action once we get that running game going. Now, the thing is, you have to make them respect it. If they're stuffing the run, if they're killing it, if you're not able to get anything done on first and second down and you're facing third and long and you're going three and out, the coaches at some point are going to say, heck with that noise. You know, they're already up seven, nothing. We're not getting anything on first and second down. Um, so, you know, I, I, I do think you have to, that, that in my mind is a big key as well against Kansas city on the road. You have to have first down productivity. You cannot fall behind the chains and face a lot of third and medium, third and longs and, and go three and out and give Patrick Mahomes and his group, you know, that many more possessions. That's the next worst thing from turnover, stopped on four downs, three and out, at least you're punting the football and flipping field position, hopefully. But those are the three things you want to minimize. And uh, first down, first and second down execution and avoiding those third down situations are a big deal because third down, hey, Kansas City 
They're fifth in the National Football League converting on third down, and they're sixth stopping the opponent from converting on third down. So they're a good third down football team. That's a that's a big deal. And against a, a good third down football team, you want to have reasonable down and distance on third down. You don't want a bunch of third and six or more. You want third and four or less as many times as you possibly can if you get to third down. So I agree with you, Joe. It's a, you got you to be able to uh, have a complimentary run game so you can be balanced offensively. I agree with Dan the man here. Put this game in Arrowhead on the O-line, just like in Buffalo last year in the snow. Mix, uh, Mixon and, and Chase Brown, hammer time. <laughs> hammer time, I like it, yeah. I mean, I, uh, I, don't, I don't have much problem with that. I mean, like I've said in the very beginning, run that inside zone, you know, get some duos, some double teams in there, run the outside zone, uh, you know, make sure that the backside's doing their job so they can be a little cutback on – you know, they call it a back, uh, the back play, where push the cutback all the way back, and the backside safety has to try to make a play uh, in, against, against a good running back in space one-on-one. I have no problem with a successful ground game. Believe me, I am a firm believer in it. And uh, I think based on three turnovers, two fourth down stops, Five possessions without a kick last week against the Pittsburgh Steelers, which was a huge reason why he fell behind 24-0 and ended up losing the football game by multiple scores, is that the running game was not good enough. And you can't control the clock, control the chains, control the football game, play with the lead, and the running game helps all that. All right, Lab, let's give this jersey away. Let's do it to it. So let me set this up here real quick. Oh, yeah, I remember wearing, this seems like, I don't know, 100 years ago. But it was fun putting this jersey on and going out there and playing for the Cincinnati Bengals. No question about it. I tell you, these are the games that, as a player, you, you live for. Going out to Kansas City, trying to beat the odds, trying to stay in the playoff hunt. It's that time. All the work you put in all year long, your margin for error is so small, a little, little bit of pressure. You have to respond. You have to be resilient. Love those games. There we go. Check them out. We've got a bunch of folks in here. Nice. Austin Ray is the Austin. winner. All right. Austin Ray with an E, R-E-Y. Congratulations, Austin. You win an autographed Bengals jersey, and I will make it out to Austin right now. You got it signed? Just got to put the name Austin in there to personalize it for my man, Austin Ray. And we'll be in contact to get all the information, uh, our, our people here at First Star Logistics, to uh, get that shipped out. Any final comments, Dave? You know, I, I, I just, I just feel like if the Bengals can get it done in Kansas City, it will be crazy, crazy, at Paycor <laughs> for the Cleveland Browns. The Bengals haven't won a division game. To win a division game against the Cleveland Browns that can put you in the playoffs, oh my gosh, that's a double dip on the ice cream cone. There's no question about it. But 
You got to take it one game at a time. Can't think about the Cleveland game. Have to focus solely on the Kansas City Chiefs. And the last few times the Bengals have played the Kansas City Chiefs, I think it's four in a row. It's been a three-point game. The Bengals have won three of the four. Every single one of them have been three points. It's going to be a dogfight. It is going to be a barn burner out there, a slobber knocker, anything you want to term it as, whatever cliche you want to use. It is going to be a competition. <laughs> Battle Royale. Can't wait. Going to be a lot of fun out there in Kansas City. And it's on, it's in the, in the afternoon game, a New Year's Day. How about a New Year's Eve day? How about that? The 31st on Sunday, the 31st. So the Bengals take care of business against the Chiefs. Everybody makes it back in time. I think we'd land at 11 o'clock. So it's still 2023. And here comes the new year. So you can finish one year with a win, start another year with a victory right off the bat. So you can go out, out of the year like a lion and come into a new year like a lion <laughs> as the old seasons go. Dan, I, I, Dan the man posted something and a couple of things I wanted to touch on. We talked about before we went live. Willie Anderson, a finalist for yep. the Hall of Fame. Yep, and deservedly it. so. I mean, this is his third time. Third time he's a, he's a finalist. It's long enough. It's it's long overdue. Willie Anderson belongs in the Pro Football Hall of Fame, and ho hopefully we'll be catching up to Big Willie to get his thoughts on that because uh, it is uh, it's time. It's long overdue. The other one is hopefully Kenny Anderson gets his yep. time to be put in the hall of fame and it's that's way overdue way overdue i mean it's it's almost a travesty really um you know i i know i'm biased prejudiced whatever i roomed with the guy he's a good friend he was a great football player um i know what he put into the game i know the commitment the sacrifice everything that goes along with how he played and what he did and he deserves it and um there's not a more deserving guy in my mind that's out there that should be in final comment here was Dan man had posted the passing of Glenn Bujnok. Yes. Uh, who happened to know, I, I knew both his sons. I covered them when they were high school and at the university of Cincinnati, right. Austin and Digger. What a family. It was sad to hear that Glenn had passed away. Glenn Bujnok, Texas A&M second round draft pick. Glenn Bujnok was a big man that could run. I mean, could run like legit, like sub four, seven, 40-yard dash. Uh, he, he was extremely athletic, and uh, it's a lot of fun. Booze, Booze was just just good people and successful businessman. Some great Transition. chicken. Yep, great chicken, no question. He he uh, he succeeded in, in multiple careers. Great family man, great husband, great father. Um, Glenn Boozenock, man, way too young. Way too young for Booze to leave us. Again, congrats, Austin Ray, on winning the Lapham jersey. Again, you still have time to take part in the First Star Logistics giveaway for the next two weeks. So the, this week is the vending machine. I keep telling you, you want to make sure you pay attention because what I'm hearing is the final one to get the Browns, the week of the Browns, is going to be unbelievable as far <laughs> as the, get of the giveaway. Biggest biggest giveaway prize yet is what I'm, I'm hearing. Oh, baby. I can't say until they post it, but <laughs> – you want to be paying attention. And I know a lot of the people who have won so far are extremely happy. I saw a post today uh, where a person who'd won the a starter jacket in the custom jersey posted about they got theirs and they're loving it. 
the people who won the NFL Blitz game came in and picked it up. I mean, got it, and they loved it. The jukebox. I mean, how can you not? I mean, these are these are big time prizes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we're not talking little trinkets here. No, no we're talking trinkets. we're talking big time entertainment room entertainment value prizes, <laughs> and a lot of time, custom one only. There's no other out there because right, right. They're 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 taking the item and they have a a way of sending the a company and getting it Bengals themed and done right. And I mean, we've been jealous. It's one of one, one of one. We've, we've been <laughs> jealous. Trust me when Lap and I sit there and tell you, we've been jealous. So make sure you take a part in that. Again, we want to thank first our logistics for everything they've done for us. Dave, we're almost 3 million views on in the trenches. Wow. wow. Wait. And we appreciate you guys. Really? I mean, 3 million views. You guys are what it's all about. You guys are the reason that we do it. It's a lot of fun. Dave and I both love the game of football, and I know all you guys do too. So to be able to share it with you and amongst each other like we are able to do, courtesy First Star Logistics, is a gift, man. It really is. And uh, happy new year to everybody. Happy new year, everybody. Who day? Who day? And uh, again, stay in the trenches both on In the Trenches with Dave Lapham and on the First Star Media Group channel. You will find us there. And um, D- Dave, uh, you know, we're going to do our keys here right we get done with this. Yep. And then the next time we'll talk will be our uh, post-game. Make sure you stay tuned to our post-game call we do uh, after every game. Uh, luckily That'll be for- from the locker room in Kansas City. I'll be right, right, <laughs> right outside the locker room of the players between probably the coaches uh, – locker room and the players locker room. So it is right there, folks. <laughs> so until next time, everybody, who day, who day. Dave Lapham here. And every day I am grateful for my experience to have played professional football as a player. I realize self-motivation, leadership, and appreciating your teammates are key. At First Star Logistics, you can use those same attributes to create the life you want for you and your family. Build your future by working hard like I did. You'll see results both on and off the field. Call First Star Logistics today and be part of our winning team.